0: I have been trying to see this film since it came out back in October and I finally got my hands on a copy that I could sit down with and I was not disappointed. I really was looking forward to this film when I first saw its promotion. I never got a chance to see it in theaters, so I was waiting to see if I could find it in some way, shape, or form on the web. I got my hands on it and I was super excited about it because it just looks like one of these films that's right up my alley. Now, granted, it's got a huge, big Hero 6 vibe. I think what they were going for was kind of that same feeling, minus the superhero gimmick behind it. More of along the lines of, say, making fun of like the technophobia and the the data mining stuff that we have in this day and age. And it's a very big talking point. And just kind of making it this cute little thing where... Oh, you know, instead of everybody having just their phones... What if they had little robots that did half of that stuff for them? So, again, I got this really big Big Hero 6 vibe from it. And what I appreciate is that... It's probably meant to have been some sort of competition for that. Because it's done by 20th Century Studios and 20th Century Animation. Now if you don't realize what that is that's the studio that used to be owned by 20th century fox is no longer 20th century fox it's just 20th century studios and they are dis- and their distribution is through the same channels because they are owned by Walt Disney Studios so essentially 20th century animation is like another pixar almost this this is a film that might have been something that they were trying to do as competition, but then with the buying out, it's now just another part of their own catalog. Now, of course, it's not labeled a Disney film. That's not even anything that's part of any of the like production companies you see at the beginning. You don't see Disney anything. You don't see Pixar anything. But if you look into it and you dig a little deeper, you know that... 20th century studios is owned by walt disney studios and walt disney motion pictures so it's funny to think that they allowed this to kind of still get done even though they're not like putting a label on it that lets you know that this is theirs because i think it was wildly successful i thought it was a fantastic story tells a story about these robots that are meant to be like the friends of like middle schoolers and, you know, I mean, it's not just for them. It's probably for a vast majority of other people, but it's kind of to help them understand what it's like to like make friends and have a truer connection through your, your social following. But it's made by a company called bubble and bubble is run by two different people, one who the people matter and one who the profits matter. So the profit guy is using them for like data mining purposes And getting, you know, kids to buy more stuff. You know, basically all the things we're sort of afraid of now. But it's a cute story about a a boy who doesn't come from a family that has the money to kind of afford one of these robots. And the kid's birthday comes up. And they want to get it for him. So they get one, like, off the back of a truck. But there are so many things that this needs, like... That you can only get if you purchase it legitimately. And of course it starts malfunctioning because it can't connect to anything. Because there's no profile. Because they didn't buy it authentically. So it starts running haywire. It starts doing things that the robots aren't meant to do. And the boy is battling whether or not he wants to keep it. Whether or not it's like something he... Like, he has to teach the robot because the robot can't connect to the internet to learn its own routines, and it doesn't understand that it has to learn through the presence that the boy kind of emanates, so the boy has to kind of show him what he's like, and then the robot and the boy build up this really cute relationship, and of course it all goes haywire when... His programming is looked at as sort of a virus, and he starts like infecting other robots. So then the big company comes in, they try to get the robot, they try to destroy it. Basically, really big, like um, short circuit vibes, if you remember that film. So, big short circuit vibes when it comes to that. But in short circuit, those robots were made for military purposes. This is made strictly for. Social purposes. It's made for like social networking and posting things and just being more interactive with people. And a lot of the stuff that these robots do in the film is really cool and it kind of makes me wish we had these things in real life almost. I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point. Amazon came up with something really close to this because that's kind of what I think Bubble is trying to. Bubble looks like a mixture of Amazon and Google. Like if those two forces were together and they didn't exist separately, but but you had all of their technology, that's what I feel like Bubble would be, and that's what these B bots or Buddy bots would be. So it's it's a really cute movie. I was really happy to finally get it. Um, it's got a lot of great voice actors in it. Um, the kid's voice is done by the actor, who's the same kid. Uh, he's in um, Shazam. He plays the um, his best friend, who has crutches in the Shazam film. Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. It's Jack something, but he plays the voice of the boy. The robot's voice by Zach Galifianakis. Then you have... Um, uh, Ed Helms is a voice in it. I think he plays the father, I believe. Uh, the boy's father. It's just it's, it's really a fun film. And I was super happy that I finally was able to sit down with it and enjoy it for how much fun it really is. And it really just goes to show that if it wasn't for Disney being the huge conglomerate that it is, Disney isn't the only ones that can push out these high-quality films, with with these animation production values like 20th century studios and 20th century animation could have been a huge comp, comp, competitive factor for something against Disney almost something that's Fox could have still had their hands on that could have done really, really well. But then again, I don't know. Maybe it's the point that they didn't have the budget to push these out. And maybe they were sitting on it. And then when Disney brought it up, they were like, yeah, you could still do it. You know, we, I've seen a lot of films kind of get shelved and then pushed again after the Disney merger that Fox was working on. Like the new mutants that came out um, last year, that was supposed to be a film for Fox because I believe Fox owned X-Men, if I'm not mistaken. So, The New Mutants was another X-Men film, and it was supposed to be Fox's last one. Then they got brought out, and Disney was like, hell friggin' no, but the film was almost done, so they are like, okay, let's finish it. So, they eventually pushed it out. So, now we have 20th century animation, which would have been a fantastic competitor. It would have been up there with things like DreamWorks and whatnot, like... This is a, a, a major, like, film. What else has 20th Century done in the past? I want to say it did the, um, the Ice Age films, I believe, were done by them. What uh, was Ice Age? It was something else. And I believe it was even called Fox Animation at one point. So it's just funny. It's funny to see that they've had to change these names, but they still kept them as separate entities almost. Even though it's all still money going to Disney. It's all still Disney proving that regardless of these things being named different animation companies. We all know 20th Century Fox. But it's not owned by Fox anymore. So they're just calling it 20th Century Studios. But it's still a Disney company. Like It's just so funny for me. To think about that's that's where we are right now when it comes to these these companies that are pushing out these quality films. They all in some way, shape, or form lead back to Disney. Disney is becoming a monster in and of itself. And if it continues, it's kind of crazy to think about how many things from now on are going to be in some way, shape, or form owned by Disney, you know? They already, like, have people on the edge of their seats anticipated for things like the new Spider-Man movie that's coming out. And this film, to me, was a huge hit. To me, this is, again, I say it again, this is basically Big Hero 6 without all of the superhero stuff. Like, if Big Hero, if you took all of that stuff out of that, this is literally what it would be. And it's such a great, I really had a good time watching this. The robot who's voiced by Zach Galifianakis is is adorable. The jokes are hilarious. (laughs) There's this running joke where I think the boy's name is um, Barney, but the robot can't connect to the internet. So the only thing it has is this alphabetized name list that he makes him. That he makes the boy go through to pick his own name because he can't register his name for some reason. So he only gets like. Half like three names and three or four dozen names into a and the boys like like stop no more or something and the kid's like okay so now your name is um absalom so the boy's name is actually barney but the robot keeps calling him absalom because he can't figure out the programming in his head and the boy's just like okay i guess my name's absalom for the rest of the film it's just cute things like that that i really did appreciate about this and it's just i mean Again, it just goes to show you that Fox had something, you know? All they had to do was stick to their guns, but when Disney is offering you that kind of money, you know, from from what I know, Fox is just news now. I don't think Fox owns anything like FX. Like, even Hulu. Hulu's owned by Disney. That's why you get Hulu packaged with Disney Plus these days. So they own Hulu. They own the FX network, which is basically saying that It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is one of my favorite shows of the last decade, is now a Disney show because it's owned by Disney. It's owned by FX, which is now a conglomerate under Disney. I wonder if that's true. I gotta look that up. I'm pretty certain FX is owned by Disney now because if they are able to change 20th Century Fox to 20th Century Studios and 20th Century Animation, I wouldn't be surprised if they did still have FX. And the biggest issue is that Disney has to let a lot of these companies still do what they were doing. You know, like, this also goes to show that if Disney really has nothing, no role to play in this, they're just like the people that are dishing out the money for 20th century animation to kind of do these films. So they'll still get some portion of it, but it's still just like a separate company that can do its own thing. You know what I mean? Then it should continue to let them do that. Because I, I feel like... When you have too many things under the same umbrella, you run into so many issues that might be leading to such problems of like uh, what Disney tries to avoid, like the censorship almost. Like the Netflix versions of the Marvel characters that they made for those shows, those four or five shows that they made, six shows even with Defenders included. Those shows are very much more grim than anything else in the MCU right now. So when Netflix did that, Netflix was allowed to do that because that was the deal that they had with Disney. And now that Disney kind of has its own thing, that's kind of one of the reasons why a lot of those shows got canceled. Even though people are still rooting for Daredevil to come back and rooting for the Punisher to come back, those are the most brutal versions of those characters. And I don't know if Disney really wants that to be connected to them because they're very much about wholesomeness and you see a lot of this come out where they're not trying to like censor things but they're trying to control a lot of their content more severely you know they're censoring actors and actresses who don't follow certain opinions that might cause backlash and they don't realize that they can easily just cut ties with an actor and Disney will still hold like like the, the, there's an accountability level and Disney doesn't want to be held accountable for anything they'd rather just cut ties and walk away so that's smart business but you got to have certain things that can push envelopes. You know, that's why if if their own FX and anybody tries to go after Disney for anything that's been happening on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, that would be barking up a vastly, vastly large tree that you will not be able to reach. Because there is a huge community out there of people who love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And they have been offensive since before even Fox knew or FX knew that they would be such a hit and 14 seasons later, they would still be going strong with every season after another, giving us something else that we all laugh and quote about. So I just hope that this is something this 20th century studios area is still something that grows and i think this is their first step and that's another reason why i'm taking such a long time to kind of talk about this more is that i think this is their first step into this realm since the since the acquisition i don't think they've had any other films come out if i'm not mistaken cuz they were bought they were brought back in 2018 And the last film that I believe that came out under the 20th century Fox banner was, I think, that spy movie with Will Smith, that animated one, and that was a couple of years ago. So now we're talking it's 2021, and it's been two years since the last animated film for 20th century studios and 20th century animation it's it's a hit to me it's a hit to me it's something that is totally worth giving them more of a chance and i believe they are getting more of a chance because i think they're also the team that's going to be behind the um the bobs burgers movie you know what i'm saying so i i don't i've never liked bobs burgers but i think they have enough of a um a following that that movie will do great and 20th century studios is behind that as well so it's nice to see a film like this come from something, but not be 100% Disney. It is a little Disney, but it's still not something that, unless you do the digging and you do the research, you wouldn't know that it's Disney. And even probably the most layman of per- of people about the knowledge of this stuff knows that Disney brought out Fox. But everything about it is still exactly the same. Like the intro, the 20th century intro... Um, With the trumpets and the flashing lights and the gold lettering. All that's still the same. It just doesn't say Fox anymore. So unless you're really looking for it, you won't 100% see it. So I'm really looking forward to what we might get from this production company moving forward. And Ron's Gone Wrong. It's just so much fun. I really enjoyed that film. And I just want... I, I want it to be known that I hope... That this is a nice starting point for this company. And I hope we see more from them. And I hope they are all as good as this film was. Like I said, the only other thing I can think of off the top of my head they're making is Bob's Burgers. I won't see it, but I'm sure there's a large community that will probably pay money to see it and will love it just as much regardless of who does it. Because I know Bob's Burgers has a huge following. But I still have hope for this studio moving forward in and of itself.